Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. excited to be here with Deborah Kingdon. She is the founder of She Traveled. Now, She Traveled is a clothing website that sells dresses and shirts and skirts, and it started with serving Latter-day Saint missionaries, but I've been on the website and I love the clothes, so it definitely has a wider appeal. For those in our audience who don't know, Latter-day Saint women and boys age 18 and up are encouraged to go on a mission. Um, Girls go for 18 months and boys go for two years. While serving, girls have to wear a dress or a skirt every day. So it's important to look their best and feel their best. Let me tell you a little bit about Deborah. She is a third generation Seattleite. That's a word. And um, (laughs) she joined the church when she was 18 years old. She went to Ricks College, which is now BYU-Idaho, and she got her associate's degree in elementary ed. And then she went on a mission to Switzerland where she learned French. And after she returned, she went to BYU-Utah and she met the man of her dreams on a blind date just over 30 years ago. She has four kids and six adorable grandkids and five of them are girls. That's impressive. (laughs) In 2005, she finished her degree at George Wythe College, but over those 30 years, she's studied elementary education, special education, interior design, and finished a degree in liberal arts with an emphasis on statesmanship. She loves learning, obviously, and has great experience in all of these things. So I'm super excited to welcome Deborah. Thank you for having me on, Michelle. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. We are excited to talk to you about She Traveled to kind of get a background of how it all started and how you came to this point. So She Traveled is a year old, right? Yes, we launched exactly a year ago, October 5th. So um, for me, it's more like two years ago, but you know, the launch happened exactly a year ago, October 5th. And isn't that how it is? I feel like, yes, we have our birthday, but you have that pregnancy period, (laughs) right? That's right. right. (laughs) Exactly. And this pregnancy was longer than nine months. (laughs) It usually is. So tell me about that. So tell me about starting this website. What brought you to this point to want to sell these dresses? Because it doesn't just happen overnight. I know. No, it absolutely doesn't. So it was a few things. I actually had my own business from 2005 to 2012. I ran a private school. I founded it. I wrote the curriculum. I did everything and ran it for seven years. And then I started having grandchildren. And it was way more fun being a grandma than running a school. (laughs) So so I closed the school and was just full-time grandma for two years. During that two-year period, I had one of my foster daughters get ready to go on a mission. She has a tricky figure. She's a curvy girl. And it was real. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
It's like, aren't we all? I mean, how many of us aren't? (laughs) So we had a really difficult time finding clothing that she felt beautiful in and that she felt her best in. And we went all over the place. We even actually came here to Utah to shop for her and still almost had her in tears every day, just trying to find clothing that she could feel comfortable in. So we got her all outfitted for her mission, got her on her mission, and then a few months went by and my niece came to me and said, you know, I really want to start something, but I don't know what I want to do. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm kind of bored with being a grandma full time right now, too. (laughs) And we just kind of chit chat about it, didn't really think much about it. And then in December of 2014, she brought, she traveled to my attention and said, you know, I really want to start this. I think we should start a blog and do this and start clothing. And and I was like, huh, okay, sure. (laughs) And my father had passed away a little bit before that. So I had a chunk of money sitting there with no real reason for it. So we started working on putting a business together and really were focused on sister missionaries in particular. As the time went by, we added in a third party who was designing the clothing for us. It was the three of us up to launch time. And then just after launch, my niece had some physical health issues that made her have to walk away from the company. So I bought her portion out and then a couple more months went by and I was in a position where I ended up having to buy out the third partner as well. So now it's me. And it's been quite a ride. I've learned a lot. I feel like things are really finally coming together and our feet are under us. We're really at a place right now where we're really starting to take off. From your histories, it seems like you are game for anything. Just love to learn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what kind of brought you to this point? Because you do have education in interior design, but this seems like a whole new platform for you. It absolutely is. We put a fair amount of money into this and I'm 53 years old and my husband's older than I am. And, you know, retirement is not that far away. And I just couldn't say, let's just be done. I had put too much blood, sweat and tears into it. And so I just kind of had to put my big girl panties on and (laughs) move forward. And it's been difficult, but I've had two really great people who have really carried the burden with me. My assistant and customer service representative, Kate, and my marketing manager, Mallory, have been tremendous gifts. I think it's pretty easy to have a great idea, but getting it to be in fruition is another thing. And it really is just about grit a lot of times, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So have you had any experiences during this time when, I don't know, maybe you wanted to give up or you got up against (laughs) last week? (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) But you just felt that you were given the right tools to move forward. Do you have any experiences like that? Absolutely. In fact, I'm going through that right now. The summer was very difficult for us because this is our first full calendar year. We didn't know that summer would be horrendous. (laughs) And sales have been very slow. Money has been very tight for us as a family because we subsidize the business. 
you know, there have been several conversations between my husband and myself of, you know, okay, should I just let it go? Am I just being stubborn? Should I just say enough is enough? And the amazing thing is, is every time I get to that place, something so good and so wonderful will happen that I just can't let go. (laughs) In this particular instance, we just did our photo shoot for our new collection that's coming out this week. And I called our photographer that we had done Europe and Africa with, loved her to pieces. She's an amazing artist and called her up and said, hey, we're getting ready to launch a new line. And what does your schedule look like in the next couple of months? And uh, she said, oh, well, actually, I live in New York now. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I was in a very fragile state of mind at that point. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, how can I possibly do this without Christina? She's so amazing. And she's gotten me through these last two collections. How can I do it without her? And I just felt like, again, People were just dropped in my lap. And I went to my daughter-in-law, who is a model. She's actually the model for our European collection. So I get to look at that lovely face all the time. (laughs) And she gave me two beautiful grandchildren. (laughs) And she gave me some ideas of where I could look for photographers and models and everything. This was a, a really big test of faith because I really was very low on money. I had no idea who I was working with, if they were going to do a good job, if I could get models for what I needed to pay them. And it just all came together. And I had these amazing, adorable girls who showed up to do the project and had a great photographer who's a Christian man who came and did the photo shoot and for a very reasonable price and It just restores your faith. You're just like, okay, Heavenly Father does care what's going on. (laughs) And okay, this was okay. We made it. Okay. But what has been really beautiful to me, and I think what I really thrive on and what really gets me through is the relationships that I am able to create. I now have four new best friends. You know, the one of the models just put on Instagram the other day. It was so cute. Just all of a sudden it came up in my Instagram feed. I just did this photo shoot with she traveled and we had so much fun and watch for their new line. And I was like, so cute. (laughs) Yeah. And this girl is not a member of the church. She has no reason to promote my business. And it just makes me really grateful that no matter how inadequate I feel or overwhelmed, God is always going to provide. I love this because not every business owner will give you the raw <laughs> of the first year. For real, so, I remember when I started Beauty Revive and one of my favorite people who had been in the industry for a while said, give it two years. You will not feel like you know what you're doing for two years. Because the first couple years, you are just clawing and scratching. And I think it's encouraging to those who are just starting out <laughs> to understand that the businesses don't just happen. And it's a lot of faith and it's a lot of work. So what would you tell someone listening who is thinking about starting a business? You're a year in. What would you say to them? 
Number one is give yourself a break. I think a lot of us who are in this entrepreneurial mindset who want to do things like our own business are also a little bit overachievers. And <laughs> that's the truth. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I call myself a reformed control freak, but <laughs> and it really takes a lot of letting things go. And it's really difficult. I think that is the really the hardest part of starting a business is you're going to miss out on things that you don't want to miss out on, on occasion, and that's going to really stink. You know, your house is not going to be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, things like that, that are really difficult to accept as a female. I think we as women want everything to be happy and wonderful. And we just want everybody to go perfectly. And so I think that's really the biggest thing It's okay if everything doesn't work exactly the way you want it to go. I physically actually put my arms in the air and say, oh, well, (laughs) you know, because it helps me to let go. You know, I have to physically do it when I'm in a really serious situation where I just, I have to literally put my hands in the air and go, oh, well. (laughs) And then I can let it go. But it's hard. I think that's really the most difficult part for me is missing an activity with the family because I'm here in Utah doing something for the business. It's really hard not to feel resentful. Yeah. From hearing the story of how she traveled started, it's very inspired. It's something that the world needs. It's a great service. So how does knowing that and having that conviction help you knowing that you're missing out or knowing that you're giving something up? How does that push you forward? Doing the pop-up shop and getting feedback from our customers, getting actual feedback face-to-face, having our two little models that we just had, having them see our message and reiterate it to us. When I get that kind of feedback, then I'm like, okay, it's worth it. Okay. (laughs) At our pop-up shop last April, we had a cute little family that accidentally found us because I was out handing out flyers and handed one to her of all people. And it turned out they were in Utah to shop for her mission. And they came in and she was a very tall young lady. I'm 5'11"-ish and I was looking up at her. (laughs) So she was probably 6'2 or so and beautiful young lady, but very, very tall. And she was having a very difficult time finding clothing that would cover the knee front and back when standing and sitting, which is sister missionary standard. And was in tears. Her mom took me aside and was telling me about their trip and everything. And having this young lady walk away with three or four skirts and, you know, just feeling like the weight of the world had just lifted off her shoulders. Now I can go on my mission, (laughs) you know, and having her mom take me aside and saying, thank you so much. That just makes it all worthwhile. I need more of those experiences. (laughs) Once every six months is not enough. (laughs) But we do get those opportunities where somebody will send us a note or someone will contact us. We have bloggers now. We actually just had a fashion blogger from Portugal come to us and asking to collaborate. That makes my day. When someone that far away says, 
I love what you're doing. Can I be a part of it? It can be lonely as a mompreneur, right? Because you deal a lot with emails and and your computer but to be out there when you're telling me the story about this young woman I got chills because I know God is in the details and yes this girl wants to go on a mission and she's ready to serve but you know what she needs is to feel confident in how she looks right and then you can like my mom says you get up in the morning get ready and then you can forget about yourself right but if you're worrying about am I covered? Do I look good? Then you can't think of others. So you're making a difference. That is so big, such a big deal. How have you been able to balance your faith in your family and work and grandma? <laughs> <laughs> so currently in my household, it's myself and my husband, our 21-year-old daughter, and then a 21-year-old foster daughter with her two-year-old child and two dogs That's and a, a bunny. Party. That's a party. It's a party. It's a ridiculous <laughs> party. One of the things that I think I've really had to focus on is stopping what I'm doing and being present, which is a really difficult task for me because I'm very task oriented. When I'm focused on something, I want to finish it. I don't want to be interrupted. I'm very type A personality of, you know, just leave me alone and let me get my work done. (laughs) And so I've really had to learn how to take a step back, breathe and be present for the people around me. And my 21 year old daughter is really the one who's teaching me that lesson right now. Her love language is quality time. And she's gone a lot during the day at work or at school or whatever. But she's so funny. When she comes home from work or school, she has to come and report. And if I am not present in that moment, it makes the rest of our evening or day horrible. Because then she's in a mood, then I'm in a mood because she's in a mood. You know, and it's just makes things really terrible. So the lesson that I'm learning with that right now is when she comes home, no matter what I'm doing, I have to just stop and give her that time. We sit and chat and she tells me about her day and she tells me what happened and what she's thinking about and blah, blah, blah. It takes about 20 minutes and then she's done and she's good (laughs) and we're good. And then I can go back to whatever I'm doing. But that's a really hard thing for somebody who's really focused on what they're doing to just pull away. It will get done. I think that's the other thing is those of us who are very type A and very business oriented, we get into this space of it has to be done right now. Well, it really doesn't. (laughs) You know, it really doesn't have to be done right now. And it's okay to pull away from whatever task you're doing on your computer or phone calls that need to be made or whatever and take that time to rock a baby to sleep or my granddaughter always has to come and sit on my lap for her bottle before bed. Always has to be that way. So I have to honor that. I have to give her that space. And sometimes she's laying in my lap and I'm typing away while she's laying, you know, and that's okay because I'm still giving her the love and affection that she wanted. One of the things when we were starting Mormon Mompreneur is we kept trying to figure out like what exactly we wanted to focus on. And it came to us that we needed to do faith, motherhood, and business in that order. If we put those things that are most important first, 
there will be time for our business. If it's a business we're supposed to have, right? Right? Then there will right. be time. And like you said, Heavenly Father will open doors for you, send you the right photographer, send the right models right when you need it, even though you had a scary moment when you didn't have a photographer. <laughs> right. So you created this dress line for people that maybe don't have the stick thin figure. Right. And how have you seen that play a part in their lives? We've had several experiences with curvier girls who love wearing our clothes because they're fun and they're young and they're contemporary. A lot of times a curvier girl is kind of stuck with old lady clothing, (laughs) you know, because the only choice right now in today's fashion for a curvier girl is either showing everything because we're curvy and we're just going to show off all of our curves or dressing like an old lady. And I think what we have provided having sizes up to 2X and we are expanding our sizes this new collection. So having our sizes all across the spectrum from a 2 all the way up to a 2X What we're saying is you can wear the exact same outfit as Little Miss Tiny Size 2. And you can look cute too. You're wearing the exact same skirt, the exact same top, and it looks cute on everybody. What I have seen, especially at our pop-up shop last April, was seeing curvy girls walk out of the dressing room going, isn't this so cute? (laughs) And feeling just so happy and joyful, you know, and that's really what I'm hoping for. I mean, I want everybody to feel like I want the size two to feel like that. And I want the size 22 to feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do love that it's a good, beautiful statement on individual worth, divine nature, and just accepting right. who you are. That's one of my favorite things because we're getting bombarded with the wrong messages, aren't we? <laughs> As women. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> And I love the idea and what you're putting into practice, accepting who you are, especially with missionaries saying, this is who I am, and then I can go serve, and then I can go spread the gospel. So I really love that. How have you, as a business owner, felt that your business decisions are different because you are a woman of faith? Oh, extremely, extremely different. If I weren't a woman of faith, I would just be throwing whatever on my website, (laughs) you know, whatever sells, whatever people want, I'd be selling it. Instead, our focus really, and I think you see our focus not only on our clothing, but on our blog. If you spend any time on our blog, I think you really see the focus of this is not just about LDS sister missionaries, but it's about every woman finding out who she is and going out and doing good in the world. And sorry, this is the part I always get teary about. We really try to spotlight women doing good, no matter who they are or what their cause is. And I think taking those two things together is what really puts our message apart. It's not just about some cute clothes. There is such a power in womanhood. We can do so much good. Um, Absolutely. And I think that there are some things that Satan tries to either make us feel like we're physically not good enough 
or that we don't have anything to offer. So I love your blog for that reason. And I love your clothes because we need good things to put on our body and we need to feel happy with ourselves so that we can do good. I really love that message. I am all for empowering women to stand up and make a difference, to use their talents for good. How have you seen your unique talents be used for your business? The biggest contribution that I make in the business is the vision. My vision for empowering women and celebrating womanhood and motherhood, just being a woman on a mission, it doesn't matter what that mission is. That's the one thing that I really contribute at a high level. The other thing that kind of goes along with vision is I have a unique ability to envision looks like the Africa collection. My niece that I originally started the business with came and helped me on a buying trip on that. Then she moved and wasn't able to finish helping with that collection. Then it was left to me to kind of envision the next steps and I remember being out on the hill, the grassy hill where the girls were being shot. I just came to tears. I was like, this is even better than I imagined it. (laughs) You know, so I think mixing the colors and the fabrics and that kind of thing, that kind of comes from my quilting background because I love to quilt. The artistic side of things, that is really where I excel. And then I have Mallory backing me up with her great marketing brain, with her creativity and my creativity. That's where we really excel at She Traveled is on creative vision and marketing that vision. There's other things that I wish we were better at. It'll come. (laughs) I think that's our real strength. I think Heavenly Father gives us talents and little hints along the way that bring us to a point because he can use your love and eye for quilting to create a whole line of outfits and clothing. That's amazing, right? It it is, absolutely. (laughs) One of the questions that I always ask at the close of our conversation is, how have you seen the Lord's hand in your business? Have you had any moments when you just knew that this is where you're supposed to be and this is what you're supposed to be doing? I think it comes down to what we were talking about before of those times when I feel like I just can't keep going. Then he just opens a window and I go, oh, look at that. (laughs) I'm sitting here in this very dark, dim place going, I hate my life. I don't like this. (laughs) And then he just opens up this window and this breath of fresh air comes in and then I can pull myself together and move forward. That's the greatest way that I see his hand in my life. The other one is the people that he brings into my path. That is really the greatest way that I see him pushing me along. When I get discouraged in this area, then all of a sudden someone will pop in that area. I want to also add that I think it's a choice to see those glimpses. We have to choose to see the light that he's shining. Sometimes I think that is the biggest deterrent of our success is not noticing the flashlight that's, (laughs) he's, you know, flashing the light over here and we're like, what? (laughs) That's the biggest challenge is to not get so focused on me and what I'm doing and the business and the family and the this and the that and the da 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 
and forget that Heavenly Father is the best at all of this, and I can ask him to guide me and direct me. What would be your tip to people listening of being aware of the light that's just being put before us? What do you do in your daily life to make sure that you see it? I think gratitude. I think that's, for me, that's really the key is I really have to stop and force myself to acknowledge what I've seen. Even something as small as on the way here to Utah, I have a very strict schedule of how I drive. I drive by myself. And I'm a former seminary teacher, so I get up at seminary time and I get in the car and I drive to Reno. And at Reno, I stop and get gas and go to the bathroom and then I go to Winnemucca. And I I have my little, you know, I have my little way of getting here because I've done it a million times. Well, this trip, I got in the car at the exact same time I always do. And I was driving to Reno like I always do. And I got stuck behind a very bad wreck. Unfortunately, someone lost their life and it was really tragic. So I was stuck for a very long time. And I've been on the road for quite some time and I pulled off in the mountains, in the Sierra Mountains, instead of going all the way to Reno. And I thought, I just need to get out of the car for a little bit. And I had been feeling for quite some distance that I should just get off. And I was like, I never get off here. Just leave me alone. (laughs) And I hate that about myself that I never listen. I've had the lesson long enough. I should listen. But I finally listened at a rest stop in the Sierra Mountains. And they had a row of vending machines there. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to get myself a drink nice cold drink so I can, you know, wake up now that I've been sitting here in traffic forever and go to the bathroom and then I'll be good. I pulled out my purse and I had no wallet. And I was just like, (laughs) are you kidding me? I knew exactly where my wallet was. It was sitting in my church bag because I take all this stuff to church. And so I take my wallet out of my purse and throw it in my church bag because I don't want (laughs) to carry my purse. And... (laughs) So I'm sitting there in the Sierra Nevada mountains going, now what? I, you know. <laughs> so I called my husband. I said, I have a problem. My wallet is in California and I'm almost to Nevada. <laughs> so I went back to Roseville, California, which is near Sacramento, stayed at my girlfriend's house and waited for my husband to bring my, um, my wallet. Now, I could have been really perturbed, and at at some point, I'm sure I was quite perturbed. But then I realized how blessed I was that I didn't get all the way to Reno. If I'd gotten all the way to Reno with no wallet, I would have been four hours sitting in Reno waiting for my husband. I would have been no gas, no money, no There would have been nothing I could have done about it. So I think those experiences are what have really taught me to stop and take a breath and say, okay, where's the blessing? The blessing is I didn't get all the way to Reno. If I had gotten all the way to Reno, this would have been so bad. (laughs) But it takes discipline and it takes choosing to be grateful instead of choosing to be irritated. 
<laughs> well, I do love that. I know that in some of our past interviews with Kate from our Best Bites, she said that she got whisperings of don't put that much salt in the recipes that she's creating. And I just think that Heavenly Father is there in the details and he's there to have us turn around and go get our wallet. Even though that's an inconvenience, it's a lot less than what it could be. I just love that you are sharing that message to be grateful and to see when Heavenly Father is sending a flashlight to lighten our path. <laughs> and listen. <laughs> listen the first time. That's right. <laughs> but aren't we happy and aren't we thankful that he sticks with us even though we don't didn't right. listen the first time? I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here today and it was really a lot of fun. I was really nervous about it, but I'm really <laughs> glad that we had such a nice talk. And if you feel that Heavenly Father's calling you to serve, then go and do it. No matter what it is, just go and do it. I love that because usually it's the first step into the darkness that's the hardest. We are hearing over and over again from different Mormon mompreneurs that taking the step shows Heavenly Father that you're willing to listen and then he'll open doors for you. That's right. So... Deborah, thank you for hanging out. Thank with you. And just being so fun and also for starting this really great business. Thank it's, you. It's an inspiration to us and you've made it through your first year, at least <sighs> sailing after this, I'm sure. I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us, Deborah. We are sure happy that you are here with us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.